the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principle. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Petucci of Petucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Welcome once again to this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus year financial manager and author, Pat Vitucci, along with our own Don't Invest and Forget man on the street, Charlie Cowain. Well, for the first quarter of this year, 42 S&P 500 companies have issued negative earnings guidance That number is a higher share of companies with negative expectations than the historical average. This against a backdrop of stocks closing out in 2022, lower, capping off a year of sharp losses driven by everything from aggressive interest rate hikes to curb inflation to recessionary fears and, of course, the ongoing conflict between Russia and the Ukraine and concerns over COVID. Wall Street's three main indices booked their very first yearly drop since 2018, an era of loose monetary policy ending with the Fed's fastest pace of rate hikes since the 1980s. Now, to put this overall in perspective, we ended the year with the benchmark S&P 500 shedding 19.4%, marking roughly an $8 trillion decline in market cap. Meanwhile, the tech-heavy Nasdaq was down 33.1%, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average had fallen 8.9%. Well, as the old saying goes, what a difference a couple of weeks may make. We've seen a bit of an uptick and reversal of fortunes on Wall Street. Let's get some insights now from Pat Vitucci. Pat, as the news stories all suggest, 2022 was a bit of a rough year. What is your sense in terms of as we're here kind of halfway through the first quarter, what is the outlook promise us for 2023? Well, Craig, I think you have to look at the macro view. Let's look at China, certainly a large trading partner, 
despite all the tensions with balloons flying over our heads, they still are going to be an ongoing critical trading partner. China, since October, Craig, is up 50 percent. So as you, as you recall, they literally padlocked the apartment buildings and wouldn't let anybody out because of COVID. And then there was a giant upheaval of the population. They were protesting in the streets. And Chinese government did a complete reversal. They opened up everything. And since October, China's up the activity level 50%. Asia's up 25%. Here in this country, Meta, Facebook, up 25%. We had the best January in many years. The markets are up 6% in the month of January alone. So statistically speaking, again, I'm not predicting this, but when you look back over the last hundred years, when you have a dismal year like we had in 2022, the subsequent year statistically is up 13.6%. So is the table set for a nice reversal of the dismal year of 2022? We will see. Keep in mind, they're going to begin to stop raising the rates. Federal Reserve is pretty close to where they want to be. Maybe another quarter point or two rise in the interest rates for the year. And so my feeling, my thoughts are, my predictions are, we will have a sideways first six months of the year and a fairly robust second six months of the year. That's my thinking, when interest rates will stop rising and maybe in the third or fourth quarter start to see a decline. We still have full unemployment around 3.5%, 3.4%. So the markets look pretty good. There's still a fair amount of job openings. But as we've seen in the high-tech sector, Disney this past week announced layoffs. Even Amazon, kind of the darling of Wall Street, announced layoffs. So we're seeing this crosswind of leading and lagging indicators that are, frankly, a little confusing. But when you drill down and look at some of the fundamentals, they're looking pretty strong, and I think we may just, through the Federal Reserve, beginning to think about orchestrating a what we call a soft landing and not a crash landing, not a recession. I think if it's a recession, it's going to be short. If the trends continue at the pace we're seeing, we will begin to see some uh, happy days are here again in perhaps the third and fourth quarter. We saw in the last quarter a significant uptick, more than 500,000 jobs created nationally, and yet locally here in the Bay Area, and you've kind of alluded to this, we've seen Google announce cutbacks, Facebook meta trimming a pretty significant portion of their staff. Just today it was announced that Zoom is set to lay off 1,300 employees. I suspect what? Some of this is due to the over-aggressive hiring that took place during the peak of COVID and more and more people working from home. And now we're kind of coming back to a greater sense of sort of the passive normality. We know that office occupancy is well over 50% and, and no doubt that number will continue to incline. So if that be the case, should we at all here in the Bay Area be nervous about these reports of ongoing high-tech layoffs? Well, certainly you or your family being laid off You know, that's not a recession. That's a depression. You're a little family unit. But the macro view is, frankly, looking a little better. But uh, when it happens to you, it's tragic. But as the old saying goes, when one door closes, 
two doors open. So it, it's always a, a confluence of events that affects the macro view and then the micro view of John and Mary or John and or Mary lost their high tech job and and the other trend corporate presidents are saying, you know, this work from home theory, uh, we tried it, it didn't really work, and they're demanding everybody get back to work. So you're going to see some of those outlying peripheral areas like the Sierras, a lot of high-tech folks are moving up to Truckee and Big Bear and because they can work from home and go out hiking in beautiful countryside. So they're all being called back to the office, and so month by month you'll see some of those trends start to reverse itself. The old adage, buy low and sell high, and if you subscribe to perhaps the correction, the recession is not going to be as deep or as long as one's thought with China and Asia and even Europe coming back. We still have the uh, Ukraine-Russia uh, war, which adds to the energy woes and some of the products like wheat certainly affecting our inflation numbers. Cost of food is off the charts, double-digit increases from just a year ago. Fuel is still higher. So we still have uh, the headwinds to work through. Again, if you look down the road a little bit, it may be a good buying time if you've got time on your side. Even if it's postponed until 24, when we have a presidential election year, the incumbent party always tries to rejigger the economy so it looks a lot better than it looks. And so you'll see uh, some of that facelift going on at the end of this year, beginning of next year, the 2024 election. So you've got some macro news, some non-financial issues that will impact the financial markets. Hopefully uh, we're putting COVID in the rearview mirror. It's never over till it's over, but certainly the, the signs are looking more promising than ever. And I guess at the end of the day, Pat, this really suggests that folks need to be engaged in active asset management. The sort of idea of set it and forget it, hope for the best, throw a dart against the wall, pick a stock fund or a money market fund and hope for the best. Well, maybe for some there might have been a modicum of success in that arena. But the terms of engagement over the last couple of years have changed pretty significantly in the post-COVID environment with higher interest rates and higher inflation. So that also means that you need to really engage on an ongoing basis with the active management of your retirement accounts. Now you say, Craig, Pat, wow, that's way over my head. I don't have time for this. Where can I possibly find time to sit down and analyze and make moves, let alone fully understand the potential consequences of those decisions? Well, that's where engaging the services of a qualified, experienced financial advisor can really be to your advantage. Want to find out more? Why not take advantage of a complimentary financial health and retirement plan review? It's a chance to sit down, get some analysis as to where you are today, what your goals look like for the future, and whether or not your asset mix is on track with your goals for retirement. That initial consultation, absolutely without cost or obligation. And to schedule that appointment, well, it's easy. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com and schedule your complimentary financial health and retirement plan review today. Again, at don'tinvestandforget.com. Alternately, you can call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-PLAN-WISE. 
Whether you call or go online, the important thing is get a sense of where you are today, what your goals look like, and whether or not your retirement plan is on track for your goals for retirement. Go to DontInvestAndForget.com or call toll-free 888-PLANWISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And now, Don't Invest and Forget. Welcome back. I'm Pat Fatucci, and my very special guest today, Bob Fitzgerald. Bob, you're around athletes all the time, and, and this show is principally about retirement so my question to you is, are athletes any different in the way they prepare for retirement compared to mom and pop working as a teacher or as an engineer or as a carpenter or a plumber? What's the mindset of these guys that just get tons of money thrown at them? Well, I, I think it's a, an interesting one, Pat, is that you get guys that don't have a lot of life experience and then they get an inordinate amount of wealth in a very short period of time and they have no idea that their career might be three, four, five, seven years. You know, the NFL average length of career is about three years. And the idea of I'm going to be 40 years old or 50 or 60 and my career's over and this tremendous income stream is going to stop, I think they get pitched way too many risky situations while they're playing. Open a restaurant, do this. My cousin or my uncle, you know, has this, you know, kind of investment scheme. And because they're competitive human beings, they think the money is the scorecard of their success. And so they take this incredible near-term wealth and want to turn it into even more wealth to, to be successful, if you will, business-wise. And it's really a disaster because by the time they're done and the career's over, they've squandered a lot of their current income and they haven't done anything in terms of any kind of pensions or any kind of investments or any kind of long-range planning and it really is disheartening. You know, you see some very famous people, and they're bankrupt. And, and some of them get into gambling and other things, which that's a different situation. But there's really no idea of, I need to invest, I need to do something stable, I need to do something long-range and far-reaching. And it really hurts them. Let's face it. If you're 20, 22, 25 years old, and somebody threw a couple million dollars at you or I, we'd be kind of dazed and overwhelmed with that kind of wealth, especially, you know, a lot of these kids grow up poor like most of us did. And then how do you adjust to going 100 miles an hour when your life was going at two miles an hour in terms of money supply, right? I mean, that's a pretty difficult transition. Well, I think the thing is, is that it, it would probably be no different than if you charted lottery winners. You that's know, right. is that, yeah, <laughs> athletically, you're going to have this skill and you have this incredible wealth coming in. But I think if, if you or I had walked in and got a lottery ticket for $70 million and we were 21 years old, and let's say we took the, the single lump payment and they handed us the check for $70 million. we probably wouldn't make a lot of really smart decisions necessarily. I think it's kind of human nature. And so that's where you need to have somebody professional. You need to have somebody who does this kind of for a living say, look, no one with your surname should ever have to work for the next couple decades. So right. he just got $50, 60 $70 million. Here's what, you know, long-range 
You need to set up a trust for your family or your kid's college education. No, nobody even thinks about that type of stuff in terms of really reaching out and, and, and seeing how important it is for you and your family. You know, at some point in time, there was a very successful guy. He's fallen on hard times, but when he brought a guy or a gal on board, he would always have a foundation established. So there was a real planning. And if you didn't do those things, he would not take you on, allegedly, as his client. That seems to have fallen by the wayside. Well, I mean, you're talking about Lee Steinberg. And, That's you know, him. most agents, when you, you look at, they want their percentage, whether it be 3 or 4% of an athlete's contract, and they want it in the, the near term. And whatever happens to the athlete down the road, well, that's, you know, kind of rub of the green. That's too bad or, you know, good for you or good or, or bad for you. I think that's really unfortunate. You know, I think if you're going to represent an athlete, an entertainer, you would want their long-term best interest at heart. But sometimes it can be churn and burn. Just get, you know, recruit these kids into their 20s, you know, represent them and get your percentage on a contract and then run for the hills afterwards. So it's just something where I don't think – Stable isn't sexy, but it's so necessary. It's, yeah, you know, right. This is a, a long range. I just don't, I think it's a lack of life experience, a lack of information, and and a lack of people that are, are unprincipled sometimes that you know that put these guys in a bad situation. And even non-athletes, Bob, as we all know, you can be very very smart and have PhDs, and their life experiences or their ability to handle money is as difficult as these young 20-something-year-olds with all this money thrown at them. Let's talk about who are some of the smartest athletes. I mean, some of them have really converted into a lifelong supplying revenue to their families and have moved on to use those skills in their business life. You know, I think of Greg Norman, who got into equipment and wineries and clothing lines and other things where he was a tremendous golfer, but he really, you know, he wasn't Jack Nicklaus. He wasn't Arnold Palmer. And yet he's been an incredible financial success because he diversified, used his brand identity for other products, the golf clothing or whether it's equipment or wineries or other things, that definitely paid off for him. You know, I think that, that athletes, you know, Kevin Johnson's transition to being mayor of Sacramento, uh, Ronnie Lott has, has done a number of other numerous business things post-career. I think what you want to do is, is realize I've been given this athletic gift. I've won the genetic lottery and the work ethic and everything that I took to be successful on the field. Once that ends at about 40 years of age, I need that same work ethic, that thirst for coaching or knowledge or intellect on the business side of things. And so I think when people either meet business you know, men during their career and or have a, a thirst or a hunger for it or continue their education, those are usually the guys that, that have more success. And they're also the ones that don't want to turn their current millions into, you know, crazy millions. They realize how fortunate they are. But I think the average person, you go to the doctor, and if a doctor prescribes medicine or treatment or says there's something wrong with you, okay, he's a doctor. I don't think people realize you probably need a financial doctor or someone to say, here's my situation, here's my symptoms, so to speak, and what's your recommendation for the, the best way to treat me? I think people really... You know, they're afraid of money. They don't want to talk about money. It's not polite to mention money. And so they're almost afraid to really say, hey, here's my situation, and, and here's what I'm trying to do for me and my family, and, and what would be your advice, your diagnosis, or your suggestions on what we should do. If Willie Mays were coming up today, what kind of money would he command? Uh, I mean, with his skills. Oh, I mean, and- you know, he'd be the highest paid player in baseball. I mean, the guy like Willie Mays would be $25 million a year. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think that's. 
I don't think you're going to see too many center fielders that can hit 660 home runs and yeah. hit over 300 and run the bases as he did and play so incredibly defensively. I'd, I mean, Willie Mays is top two or three players ever in the history of the sport. So if yep. he came up today, I mean, they might have to give him part of the franchise or something like that yeah. to keep him on a team. I guess the other hidden hidden thing, which is not so hidden, is all the endorsements that these guys can get, whether they're endorsing athletic shoes or clothes, as you said, with Greg Norman. That can be a bigger payday than their actual payday on the field. Oh, I think there's no question about it. I think when you look at Tiger Woods and LeBron James, no, you'll see – Basketball players in LeBron's case make 15 million on the court and make well over a hundred million oh, in gosh. endorsements. Wow. And Michael Jordan still makes 40 or 50 million dollars in endorsement. He's been retired over a decade. Clearly, the endorsement situation yeah. that was so uh, kind of far-reaching at a hundred million dollars when he was just beginning his career. There's no question that endorsements and being a spokesperson pays and can be more lucrative. Think of Arnold Palmer and all the different whether it be cars or whether it be insurance, and the Arnold Palmer drink itself now with <laughs> lemonade and iced tea yeah. that bears his name. So, you know, there's no question you can have a legacy that is uh, far, you know, the George Foreman for a <laughs> boxer who was pretty good, but certainly a lot of people bought George Foreman grills. So there's no doubt that that can be a huge high-end ticket for a lot of athletes who play it smart in the business world. Yeah. Bob, I really appreciate the time taken out of your busy schedule to spend some time with me today. Anytime, Pat. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC, Batucci & Associates, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners are not affiliated. Are you worried about the future and safety of your retirement plan? Well, you're certainly not alone. And as you prepare for retirement, you're facing a bit of a wild ride in the stock market and lots of happenings in the world that you have no control over. Plus inflation, higher taxes, it's just a lot to think about. Not easy, is it? And a magic wand won't keep your retirement secure. At Vitucci & Associates, don't invest and forget, powered by Proxy, our team can certainly help. Their specialty is simple, helping people develop a solid plan for retirement to help generate predictable income and take a lot of the worry away, which is nice. Check out a free consultation in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or simply over the phone. Visit don'tinvestandforget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's don'tinvestandforget.com or 888-PLAN-WISE. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And now, Don't Invest and Forget. My special guest today is Steve Strauss. Steve's often called the country's leading small business expert. Steve's a lawyer, an author, and a USA Today columnist. His latest book, The Small Business Bible. He's been on CNN, CNBC, MSNBC. Steve, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being on. And congratulations on this volume of literature you've written, almost 500 pages. I uh, have been writing my online column for USA Today for a dozen years now. It's a Q&A column. Just the nature of that is I get a lot of questions and feedback and input from small business owners and entrepreneurs, and I love sharing those ideas. And I also do a lot of speaking around the country, in fact, around the world. I'm always meeting with small business owners. So what I try to do in the book was put together the very best tips, 
hints, ideas, strategies that I've come across that I've used, that people I know use, people I hear from use, and share those and share them in a way that's accessible. So much business writing tends to be a little dry, a little boring, and I try and avoid that. I think owning your own business is one of the most fun, passionate things you can do, and I try and, and convey that in the book you know, so people can learn something new and find it easy to read and entertaining at the same time. Well, I suspect the Bay Area is like any other large metropolitan area. We have a lot of small business owners who tune into our show each week. I suspect a lot of talented folks are saying, you know, maybe it's time I get into a business on my own. Choosing the right business, you talk about it in Chapter 2. What's the right business? Well, when you talk about you know owning a business in San Francisco, that is near and dear to my heart because that is, in fact, where I started my career. My first law job out of law school was with a big firm on California Street, and I had a small law practice there. And I think really it's all about what it is you love to do. There's really two kinds of small business owners. One is that person who loves something so much that they want to do it every day. Maybe they're, they're a gardener and they want to open a nursery. Fantastic. Go for it. Do it. And I, can, I teach people, hopefully, in a smart, prudent, intelligent way, but go for it. The other kind of small business owner is somebody who just loves the idea of being their own boss. That's an equally fantastic and good reason to do it. And for that person, an example might be Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon. Now, when, in 1992, when he discovered that the internet was growing at 2,300% a year, he started thinking, wow, what, what can I sell online that would translate well? And what he finally analyzed and figured out was that it was books. Now, he didn't have a passion for selling books. I'm sure he, of course, later got one. But his passion was about starting a business, an Internet business that could be successful. So there's, that's really the two kinds of things people could do. Find something you love to do and want to do it every day or find a business that you think is going to do well and, and that there's a big market for it. Either one of those can work. So kind of mixing your avocation and your vocation. If you don't have passion, you shouldn't even wake up in the morning. Is that right? Especially if you're going to own your own business and you're going to put the time into it and you're going to love it, it's going to be like your baby. Boy, it's got to be something you love. Uh, the worst thing to do is to create a business that is challenging. and Well, it's going to be challenging and fun and exciting and hard and all those things. The one thing that it shouldn't be is boring. You've decided to start your own business. You've found your passion. You've found something that really lights up your face in the morning. How important is this business plan that you speak of? Well, I think a business plan is pretty critical. What a business plan is, is it's your like a flight plan, right? It's your plan for how you're going to get from point A to point B. A pilot would never leave San Francisco and want to get to New York and not know what direction to head in, how much gas he's going to need, what the weather conditions are going to be like, what challenges might crop up along the way, right? That's a flight plan. Well, the same thing is true for your business. Before you jump in, you want to think it through thoroughly. How much money am I going to need? Where am I going to spend it? How am I going to beat the competition? Who is the competition? Boy, if you think those things through first, well, that's going to make a big difference because then you're going to have an idea of where you're heading and, and what you're trying to accomplish and what challenges you might meet along the way. and You won't be as surprised and you'll know what you, what you need to do. My special guest today is Steve Strauss. Steve recently wrote a book called The Small Business Bible, a very successful book. If there's any questions for Steve or if you'd like to take advantage of our no obligation consultation opportunity, come in and talk about your small business or a full financial plan, call our toll-free number 1-888-PLAN-WISE. That's 1-888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Steve, I guess to start a business, 
credit or some bucket full of money is real important in addition to having some sustaining power, having the ability to weather the first 6, 12, 18 months in this time of tough credit or if you've been downsized, you're blessed with maybe a six months or a year of severance. Talk to us about carrying costs in those early months and early years. Well, you do definitely have to be intelligent about your money and find the resources and the partners who can help you. But the good news is there are all sorts of friends to small business out there right now. Websites that are going to teach you stuff, of course, books like mine. The Small Business Administration is one of the great friends your business can have. And if you're looking to get some money, you know, the new stimulus bill put a lot of money into the SBA to help lend more money to small business. And also there's all sorts of big businesses, big corporations out there who want to help us succeed. So the good news for any small business who's starting out or even who's been around for a long time is that there are all sorts of friends out there who can help small business. And the important thing right now is to find them, seek them out, and and let them help us. Probably the most common call we get, Steve, of small business people is how to delegate some of those functions that, A, they're not terribly good at, B, they find boring, and C, it's a delegatable kind of function. And the hourly rate that that function requires is smaller than being the entrepreneur. Your view that entrepreneurs get stuck in the mud with trying to do all the jobs all the time, and therefore the visionary that they once thought they were for that company, you get muddled down in all the minutiae. You are preaching to the choir, brother. I do think, and I know that far too many small businesses spend too much time working in their business than working on their business. That's that great line by Michael Gerber in in his book, The E-Myth, about how small business people end up in the minutia. And it's a mistake because what your business needs is for you to be, as you said, the visionary. And they can't be the visionary every day, but you can be a lot more than you typically are. I can, most any small business can. One way to do it, of course, is to delegate. And the good news about the economy from that point of view is that there's a lot of great things out there. I put an ad on less than a year ago for a new assistant, a person who was going to help me with some details of my business, help me run my website, do stuff that I can't do. And I got, I couldn't believe, I got so many qualified applicants. And the, the woman I hired is just one of these 20-somethings with mad skills who can do all the things that would take me forever to figure out, you know, with software and learning my my website and adding stuff and whatever it is it's amazing to me and you know it doesn't really doesn't need to be expensive but what it does is free me up to do what i do best that's what any small business should do boy get some help that that help can doesn't cost it pays because it's going to let you grow your business more that's going to make a big difference i think do most entrepreneurs say wait a minute i can't afford to take on a payroll person, or I can't afford to bring on an assistant or a secretary or a clerk. Do you kind of get myopic in your view of what you should spend money on and what you should not spend money on? That's very accurate. You, you can and you do, and, and fear is kind of, a, kind of a tricky thing that way. One of the smart things anyone can do right now is use some of these tools I've been talking about. Go pick up some software and not just pick it up, but learn how to use it. If you spend 15 minutes a day right now learning how to use it, inputting your data, doing it right, it's going to save you so much time down the road. You're going to have great records. It's going to make a big difference for you. There's all sorts of programs that are designed to help you run your small business smarter, more efficiently, uh, and help you make more money. And if you take advantage of those tools, then you're going to be a far more successful business person, and you're going to free yourself up again to, uh, to do what you do best. You're going to have more time, and it's going to make a big difference. Please let me emphasize that tax and legal professionals are not a part of Vitucci & Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. My special guest, Steve Strauss, 
Steve is the author of Small Business Bible. We're going to ask Steve to stay on for a second segment. Successful advertising strategies. How do you get that small business off the ground? How do you tell other people you're in business? You can't sit in a dark closet and expect people to come hunting for you. You just put a sign on your building. It's not going to be this giant magnet. People are going to suddenly going to swerve off the road and come barreling into your parking lot because you have a sign on the building. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Fatucci and Associates, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners are not affiliated. You probably don't wake up each morning thinking, hmm, how can I better plan for retirement? But we do at Fatucci and Associates in partnership with Proxy Freedom. Wake up and think about how we can help you better prepare for retirement. That is what we do. COVID's been going on. Stock market, hard to predict. Politicians continue squabbling. Can't control those things. Nope. But what we can control and do best is to help figure out the best way for you to have a predictable income for the rest of your life. That's our goal. We can probably help you. Visit don'tinvestandforget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. A free consultation can work in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or on the phone. Don'tinvestandforget.com or 888-PLAN-WISE. And don't worry, this is not our first rodeo. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And now, Don't Invest and Forget. Welcome back. I'm Pat Vitucci. We come to you each week and talk about issues of financial concerns with the market today in a very volatile area. Our special guest today, Steve Strauss. Steve is the country's leading small business expert. He's a lawyer. He's an author, USA Today columnist. His latest book, The Small Business Bible. We're talking to Steve about how to run a small business. Should I start a small business? Do I have the passion to start a business? So, okay, Steve, we've got the passion, we've got the excitement, we've built a business plan. How do we get the word out about how good we are at what we do? Advertising is pretty darn expensive, Steve. It can be pretty darn expensive, and it can be very, very affordable. The good news, though, is that you can learn how to do it, and you can get people into your business. Too many small businesses think, and I think it's the essence of your question, that they can come up with a great idea, get some money, start their business, open the doors, turn on the website, whatever it is, and people are going to flock to them. But really, the truth is, owning a business is kind of like being alone in a dark room. You know you're there, but no one else does. How are you going to turn the light on and let everyone know you're there? Well, the only way to do it is through your advertising and your marketing. And so you have to be aggressive in both those areas. The Small Business Administration estimates that you might want to spend 10 15% of your revenues on advertising. I think that might even be a minimum, but it's not a question really of how much money you spend, but how much time you spend and how smart you are about your advertising and marketing. There's all sorts of ways to advertise and market your business that don't have to cost a fortune. Right here we are talking on the radio. Weekend radio, a great bargain. Overnight radio, a great bargain. You can, And nevertheless, on a great station like this, even weekends and nights, you're getting fantastic numbers, yet it's not going to cost you a whole lot. You know, 25 different ways people can market their business without breaking the bank. And it's everything from simple ideas like how to 
you know, like writing thank you notes. Who gets a personal thank you note these days? It actually makes a big difference. Two, high-tech ideas like search engine optimization, pay-per-click, that kind of thing. The important thing is that you, you use all sorts of different tools in your arsenal so people are hearing about you, reading, seeing your business name in a lot of different areas, and that's going to attract attention and get people in the door finally. So everybody's got a website these days. It's like years ago, if you didn't have a fax machine, you weren't a real business. Now the big thing is if you have a website. But I got to tell you, we get a fair number of hits on our website, but advertising the fact that you have a website is really the big key. People just don't trip over your website because you've put thousands of dollars into the creation of a website. There are a zillion websites, and how do you get yours to have more traffic through it? Right, but let me before I even get to that, let me tell you a, an alarming statistic. Still don't even have a website. How amazing is that? I just can't believe it when I've read that. I've read that several times from different sources. My brother does a lot of marketing for different clients, and one of his clients last week said, hey, Larry, could you make a website for me? The guy has been in business for 20 years, and even today didn't have a website. But you don't have to spend a fortune on creating a website. There's all sorts of tools out there that allow you to make one without spending a whole lot of time, without spending a whole lot of money. It's not that difficult to do today. And you're absolutely correct when you say you can't just put your website up, but you have to let people know that your website, is just like your business, is out there. So it should be in all of your marketing materials. It should be on your signs. It should be in your email address. It should be on your stationery. It should be on your, your business card. And then you also have to do the online tricks, search engine optimization, which are, all that really means is having key words and key phrases that people are going to search for on your website. So when they search for Solomon Freestyle Skis, you have a web page about Solomon Freestyle Skis, San Francisco, and boom, people are going to find your website. All that, that's a key phrase. If you put those kind of key phrases through your website, your website will be search engine optimized and people will find you. That's important, doing it in your traditional uh, marketing and advertising. Steve, let's shift gears. You mentioned Gerber's E-Myth. I've read that book a number of times. I think it has a lot of good stuff in it. Michael Gerber talks about working on your business, not in your business. And that really brings to the point of hiring the right kind of people, training and motivating the right kinds of people that have the same vision, have the same philosophy, but can bring new and creative ideas to supplement your ideas. Is that one of the keys to going beyond just you, you your first employee, your second employee, your third employee? How critical is that? Yes, and you want to find people who share your vision, who are what I call coachable. You don't want to bring people in. Yeah, you want to bring smart people, even smarter than you people. Fantastic. But you also want people who are coachable, who will listen to what you have to say and, and implement your vision. You are, after all, the boss, and you have an idea of, of where you want to take this business. So if you can find teammates, uh, and it doesn't even have to be employees, how about just getting a board of advisors? This, this is something so many small businesses don't do but should do, and that's just get not a board of directors for a corporation. Maybe you're a solo practitioner or you're a, you know, a couple employees, but you can nevertheless get a board of advisors together, your lawyer, your accountant, maybe some business advisors, some friends, and bump ideas off of them and, and get feedback from them. And how do they see your business? Because they, how they see your business is going to be different than how you see it. And the ideas that they have might be fantastic ideas that you never would have otherwise thought of. So getting some teammates, either via employees or, or your advisors, 
can really make a big difference, I think. You talk about in chapter 30 of your book, you buy a franchise, you start your own shop. I read where the success rate on the franchise side is demonstrably higher than going it alone. Of course, there are costs associated with buying a franchise and then some royalties, some haircut along the way that they're going to continue to take. What are your thoughts on the franchise or starting your own thing? Well, I, I do like the franchise model a lot if you find the right franchise partner. And the truth is not all, all franchisors are created equal. Some are great and they're going to help you a lot and they have your best interest in mind. And some are not. Some are more interested in selling the next franchise than they are in helping their franchisees, right? That's the people who buy the franchise, helping their franchisees succeed. This is what I tell people whenever they think about looking to buy a franchise. The most important thing you can do is your homework. Talk to as many current and former franchisees as you can find and find out what they think of the business and how much money can you actually make and how much time does it take? And is the franchisor a good partner? And do they really help you? And do they live up to their promises? Because there's far too many franchise lawsuits and you don't want to be part of those. So if you do your homework and find people who will give you honest feedback, then you're going to go a long way to making a, a good choice. And then you can succeed. And the great thing about a franchise is that you're, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You have a team around you who can help you. That's the kind of thing you, you want. My special guest today, Steve Strauss. Steve is the author of The Small Business Bible. It's a nearly 500-page book, chock full of information. If you are even considering starting a business, buying a business, buying a franchise, a very captivating book, lots of things that Steve's thought about over his entire career. Listen to Steve on CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, and he is a regular columnist in USA Today. Please let me emphasize that tax and legal professionals are not a part of Vitucci and Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. If there's any questions for Steve, or if you'd like to come in for our no obligation consultation, our telephone number one triple eight plan wise. That's one eight 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 P L A N W I S E. Steve, thank you so much for spending some time on our show. And again, congratulations on a very well written book. Hey, thanks so much. You know what I love doing is sharing the best ideas I come across with small business owners and helping them save some money and make some money. What I really want people to do is be smart about their money right now. Use it wisely. We're all going to be good to go. Any questions, call us personally, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or go to our website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Steve, thank you so much. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC, Batucci & Associates, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners are not affiliated. Are you worried about the future and safety of your retirement plan? Well, you're certainly not alone. And as you prepare for retirement, you're facing a bit of a wild ride in the stock market and lots of happenings in the world that you have no control over. Plus inflation, higher taxes, it's just a lot to think about. Not easy, is it? And a magic wand won't keep your retirement secure. At Vitucci & Associates, don't invest and forget, powered by Proxy, our team can certainly help. Their specialty is simple, helping people develop a solid plan for retirement to help generate predictable income and take a lot of the worry away, which is nice. Check out a free consultation in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or simply over the phone. Visit don'tinvestandforget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's don'tinvestandforget.com or 888-PLAN-WISE.
These days for a lot of folks, particularly as we start to approach retirement, we begin to think about our obligations. What's life going to look like in retirement? Well, today, Pat Fitzucci helps us answer the question, is it ever a good idea to use your IRA rollover for debt? And Pat, what of this? Sometimes that money can be awfully tempting for folks, can't it? It's very tempting, but in 99% of the cases, I would say resounding no, it is not a good idea. The only exception is if you have health care issues, your spouse, your children need money to help get through a health crisis of some sort. But a trip to Hawaii is hardly a crisis. The brand new car, the brand new Lexus is hardly a crisis. But over the years, we have heard callers call in with illogical decisions. It comes down to basic arithmetic. If you take money out of your IRA and you're not 59 and a half, first of all, there's a 10% penalty. So 10% is gone right off the top. And secondly, it becomes all taxable. So whatever you're earning in your regular income, you're going to add that pre-tax money to your post-tax money account now and pay tax on it that year. So whatever tax bracket you're in, let's say you're in the 30% bracket, add 10% marginal tax bracket, you're giving away almost half of that IRA and it's gone forever and ever. And again, even to pay down debt, it is not a good idea. Even though Visa MasterCard debt may be 10, 15, 20% rate, failure to continue to prepare for retirement is a devastating decision. It's got to be heart attack serious reason why you're going to use your IRA rollover to help with debt. It really comes down to that basic arithmetic equation do the arithmetic, see what actually you're going to end up with after the, the penalty, the tax issue. Over 59 and a half, yes, you don't have the penalty, but you have a taxable event. So you're charging forward, continuing to prepare for that potentially 20, 30, or 40-year period, simply living off the interest of your buildup of this IRA 401k chunk of money. So rarely is it a good idea to tap into your IRA, to reduce your your debt load. The thing is, get a program in place to put $100 more a month or $500 more a month against that debt and do the mathematics and figure out, okay, in 2.3 years, that loan will be done. But get real religion about how to pay down that debt. So those are some of my thoughts on almost always it's a bad idea to use an IRA rollover debt. They make you crawl through a few hoops. Largely why? Because they're trying to discourage you from using your retirement nest egg for basically an ATM machine? The government doesn't want you living under a bridge. It's going to add to the um, economics of how they're going to support you. If you don't have income, you probably don't have a health care issue. And then you're going to clog up the ER room and cost. It all boils back down to those disciplined taxpayers are going to support the undisciplined taxpayers. Again, this is putting aside, you know, serious problems that are are not of your choosing, like a health care problem or a, a disability where you can't work anymore. But the government puts all those rules in place to, to make it a little bit more difficult so that you're not tempted to squander that money and end up with a modest retirement chunk of money. I think those are all prudent and pragmatic ways of discouraging any of us from being irresponsible and tapping into our retirement fund. We encourage you to go on over to don'tinvestandforget.com. There, 
Check out the Investor Education tab. You'll find this and a whole library of articles. Go to don'tinvestandforget.com and click on the Investor Education tab. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-C. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.